live from the Vegas Video Network Studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Top of the Food Chain. And now your host, he's one part mohawk, two parts attitude, and a touch of what the f***, it's Al Mancini. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to Top of the Food Chain on the Vegas Video Network. I'm your host, Al Mancini, a middle-aged man who is pathetically reliving his youth here in Las Vegas. And by that, I'm not referring to the way that I look or the way that I party, but rather to the fact that my date just canceled on me with five minutes' notice. <laughs> oh, what a flashback to the younger days. What a flashback. But I will have the, um, the television equivalent of my cousin as a secondary backup date. Mr. Scott Whitney coming out to join me today. In just a few seconds, we are going to be talking about um, the most extravagant meals you can have here in Las Vegas. And I'm talking about when money is no object and you want a meal that you'll remember for the rest of your life, where do you go? I get asked that all the time. I'm going to have my advice for you in just a second on that one. In the meantime, once again, big mad props to my friends at Bread and Butter for once again sponsoring this show. A great bakery and sandwich shop. Um, over in Henderson, got an email from somebody who had just eaten there this week and had a great time. Um, also, keep them in mind for St. Patrick's Day because they're having an early thing. I think what Chris Heron said to me was, a place for you to bring the kids before mom and dad go out and start drinking. So it'll be happening during the day over there. Lots of food trucks. Some of my favorite food trucks will be there. Um, bread and butter, definitely one of the coolest spots in town. We are happy to have them sponsoring us once again. We will be back with Scott. We'll be talking about how to piss away money in just a second on Incredible Food. But first, we've got a message. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. And we're back on the Vegas Video Network's top of the food chain. I remain your host. Al Mancini. Um, I haven't been relieved during the break, which is always, always a pleasant surprise. Uh, if you're watching live and you want to talk about extravagant food, um, get in the chat room right now. We've got a live chat going on, and it is the place to be. If you have a question for a future show, you can email it to us. It's at food at VegasVideoNetwork.com. You know, we did away with that toll-free line. If you want to leave us a voice message, you know, Scott's very tech-savvy. So go onto the website and you click on that little thing on the um, left-hand side of your screen. And is that left or right? I always get confused. I, right. The right. I thought I got it wrong. Right. <laughs> it's the right. Sorry. Um, anyway, click on that and you, you recorded a little message for us and we will play it back. Like I said, dirty talk is always encouraged. Um, <laughs> listen to the entire Vegas Video Network lineup, or most of it at least, at um, KSHPAM1400 every Friday night. They just... Run us all back to back. And if you want to see more about what I'm doing, my website is almancini.net, and you can follow me at, on Twitter. It's almancinivegas. Okay, got that all out of the way. Welcome, Scott. Thanks for being on this side of the camera. I have never been up here before. This is a beautiful set. What was it called? A kill box? Yes, it was a kill box. <laughs> 
Do you so feel I, like I finally at the kill box? Yeah. Who was that guy? Who was talking Who about that? the kill box? It doesn't matter. We had to kill him. Yeah, are you pouring uh, drinks? What's happening we, here? Well, you know, I wasn't going to drink what kind alone. Of show are you running here? I wasn't going to drink alone, but since you agreed to be my I, date for the prom, I I'm your cousin, <laughs> yes. sweetheart. That's, isn't that nice? Oh man, this, there are this some. Is, this is my ugly cousin. I'm getting my ugly cousin drinking. Some people nice. are going to have some answering to do for the last minute cancellation today. If they have a restaurant. We'll just trash it. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they own um, a corporation that mm. sells a product here in town. Okay, well we won't talk about them. Yeah, we're, we're all about kumbaya, aren't we, baby? Here, cheers. You are the kumbaya master. I'm Mr. Kumbaya. Cheers. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Last time I sat at this very table. Doing this very thing, I did the biggest spit take ever. Really? Yeah, it was pretty bad. And that was right there. Actually, this red hue that I'm currently uh, rocking is, uh, yeah, right? See Sally on the live chat, no spitting. They know. You it's drink all three your own show. Yes, yeah, you and Melissa <laughs> always have alcohol in hand. It's a good show. It's a pretty good it's show. It's a great show. Hey, you wanted to bring up uh, somebody uh, leaving the area. Yeah, you know, some very good friends of the show um, Franck Savoie and Lee Savoie. Frank's been on here discussing fine French dining. Lee's been on discussing truffles, brought yeah, yeah. in thousands of dollars worth of white truffles. Um, they had a going away party the other night for them. There's a picture of them cutting an incredible cake over at restaurant Guy Savoie. Frank, um, you know, he had left his father's restaurant, Guy Savoie, to go on and run the entire food and beverage program right. at Caesars Palace. Right. Um, he's been offered the head of the food and beverage program at um, Four Seasons New York. That's pretty crazy, man. It's great. You, you know what's ironic? I don't know. I always hate to, Alanis said that um, word ironic and yes. misuse it, but it, it, is, ironic? it is a little ironic that um, he will be overseeing a Robichon restaurant at oh, Four right? Seasons in New is York. Right? Yeah, there's a Latelier. Well, there. I got to say, he's the nicest. Both of them are this, the nicest couple. It is because of his appearance here that I went to a French restaurant, the, uh, the one over at Paris. I never would have gone there had it not been for him saying, uh, we're not trying to scare you. Yeah. We're trying to be actually nice and friendly. And, and it turns out he was right. Uh, and he's just the nicest, sweetest guy at your book signing. He was very nice. And Lee is a sweetheart, too. So I wish him well. Yeah, I wish them both well. And if you're in New York, make sure you go visit him at, um, at the Four Seasons. Especially, I want to go with a bunch of my punk rock friends next time I'm in New York right. and just kind of storm the gates of the Four Seasons. Right, and right. as soon as they start looking funny, just be like, where's Frank? Bring up Frank. <laughs> I, know the, I know the guy running the place. Yeah, I know the guy. Bring me some water <laughs> and some bread. So it should be fun, man. Um, congratulations and good luck on the move, guys. Yeah, and thanks for abandoning us, you bastards. Yeah, well, <laughs> once you set up the New York video network, right. it'll be your first guest there. There you go. So, I'll go with a show. You got to think about expansion, that's man. It, that's I got it. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Um, so, man. What are we going to do today? What are we talking about? Well, uh, you know, I've had this kind of in reserve because I knew somebody would dump me sooner <laughs> or later. I mean, the fact my wife hasn't in 20 years is amazing. I knew one of my guests would. So, um, you know, something I get asked all the time. And, you know, I've always kind of had it on the back burner. I want to talk about it on this show. And that is, you know, I go on radio shows or I, I, I just get emails from friends and people want to say, okay, I've got money burning a hole in my pocket. You know, either my, my company went public, my grandmother died, I don't know, something happened and I've got a lot of money and I want to spend it on one incredible extravagant meal. Love that. Have you had that thought recently, well, Scott? Well, uh, have I had the thought? Well, now you're a mogul, so no, I'm sure well, you've I'm, got I'm, I am not a mogul. I would be a mini-mogul if I was any <laughs> kind of mogul. Um, well, you know, there are times where, I guess it depends on what your definition of extravagant is, but there are times like, for instance, our 10-year anniversary is coming up. Uh, we're, just, we're probably going to spend it. We're probably going to get at it a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, anniversaries, sometimes birthdays, not a lot, but there's, there are sometimes, especially in Vegas, 
where you could just kind of get at it. So I'm, I'm actually kind of excited. My, um, I've seen the list, and I haven't been to any of these places. Okay. So I'm excited about this. Yeah, these are not necessarily the most expensive. That wasn't my criteria. But for the most part, they're pretty, right. pretty darn expensive. Sure. Um, but it is really the, you know, the long feasts, the things that will go on uh, forever, where you're going to get food you've never seen before, yeah, yeah, yeah. the things that will just kind of blow your mind that this could be, for anyone who doesn't write about food or work in the restaurant business, this would be, any one of these would be a once-in-a-lifetime meal, cool. and you don't need another one. Of them. Cool. Let's, so, well, let's get at it. I'm looking forward to this. The first is E, and it's actually E with a little, um, with a little asterisk line. line over its head, the, the accent mark right, over its right. head. It's a Jose Andres restaurant. It's located in the back room of Haleo. And what makes this place cool, as you can see right here, this is how close you sit to the chefs as they make your food by hand. So they're on, the, you're on, their, they're on your table? Is you, what's going on there's there? one table in the entire restaurant. Oh. It is one room, one table, beautifully decorated. And um, it's kind of like a blackjack table, you know, as if the chefs sit where the dealers would sit. Okay. And um, you, like, I think no more than eight, maybe no more than six, but I think it's no more than eight people are allowed in the restaurant at the time. In the whole You're, restaurant? The, the, it's a one-room it. restaurant. Oh, okay. So, um, and you have three chefs making food right in front of you on the other side of the table. You have at least two servers in there. Mm. So there's five to six people serving no more than eight people. You do 15 courses. Really? If that wasn't enough, I don't know if anybody out there knows what the, you know the phrase molecular gastronomy. I, you, I've heard you mention it, and I've heard you mention that this guy doesn't care for that term. I guess he doesn't like the term because he invented it. He helped invent it when he was at a restaurant called El Bulli, an assistant chef at El Bulli in Spain. Um, he and his boss kind of invented this molecular, this scientific cooking method. And this right. is stuff where, and you've seen it, some of it on Top Chef and things like that. You make crazy foams. And, but, but these guys take it to just extremes. You know, um, you know, I've had dishes, not by them, but where you, you take a powder and you put it in your mouth and it expands into a creamy oh, right. dessert. Like oh, really? just things like that. Oh, that's fine. And it's all this kind of stuff, 15 courses of it done directly in front of your eyes. Awesome. And... Um, it's do you know the, I mean, uh, do you get the whole place for yourself, or is it a couple here and a couple here and a couple here kind of thing, or is it, how does that work? Uh, you know, how do you know who you're going to sit with? You don't know who you're going to sit with. Okay. Um, you can book out the whole table. I think it's a little more expensive if you do it that way. Right, right. Um, no discount, actually, for doing it that way. A little pricier. Uh, when I was there, um, I was lucky enough to, for it to just be my wife and myself. Oh, is that right? And that was, that you know, so fun. two people, and it was crazy. It's a 15-course meal. They're currently pricing it at $160 a person. Does not include beverages. Right. Does not include tax and tip. Doesn't sound terrible. Still a bargain. Yeah. Of, of the places I'm going to mention, that's a bargain, especially for this personalized one-on-one -on -one service. How, how about beverages? Do they have a full cocktail me or you know a full menu, a cocktail menu? Do they have wine? And what's, when what's I the deal want, there? When I went, they used to do a um, wine pairing with um, one particular beer um, that was actually designed in El Bulli. Um, and it, I think it's called. I, I, buy it sometimes in the supermarket. But anyway, this one Spanish beer they used to have, but mostly wine. And at the time they were charged, at the time I went, it was included in the price, but it was a higher price. Right. They recently were doing that pairing for about $110 a head. Okay. I was told on the phone today that they don't offer the pairing, but that was by the Cosmopolitan's concierge. I don't necessarily know that they're on top of it. Yeah. So um, they may still be offering a wine and beer pairing for about $110 a head. So you're at, you're at 15 courses. How long does that take? 
I'd say, you know, a lot of people have rushed up these multi-course meals here in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know, things that used to take three or four hours are now being done in two and two and a half. Right. I was there a good year ago, and I think they probably, I, I would guess, if I was going to guess, I'd say probably set aside two hours to two and a half hours of your night for that. So is the 15 meals, is it like uh, heavier, you know, light, light, heavy, 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 light, light, light again? I mean, how does that uh, it, map out? Is it a in, bell curve of food kind of deal? Or in general, it, it you know, the, the fine dining, you know, rules are sort of, you do your appetizers, and right. then you move into, you know, your appetizers, which can be land or sea, and then you, land, you head into your main seafood dishes, and then you head into your poultry dishes, and then you, you head into your meats, and then you go into your desserts. That's the way a tasting menu generally progresses. Since these are not traditional foods, these are not traditional, you know, dishes, it doesn't exactly follow that, but it still follows that kind of, the, the way that a meal's supposed to progress. Right. So, uh, Kat on the uh, chat here says that they have a mocktail pairing that was uh, very good. I would never know about such a thing, Kat. I don't, I don't <laughs> know what a mocktail pairing is, but... It means a pairing of non-alcoholic beverages. Oh, and she said that uh, she thought it was 24 courses. It can be. It, six it's, being, the last six being dessert? It's a, the, it changes all the time. And honestly, I don't think they will ever tell you how many courses it's going to be. It was 15 when I went. It, does, it changes. This, this is the most fluid of any of the places that I'm going to talk about. Right. Because you just don't know how many courses you're going to get. And a lot, like a lot of the people that I'm about to talk about, a lot of these restaurants, what we may call one, what we may call five courses, they classify as one course because there's okay. five different dishes that come out together. Right. So it, it's really tough. And then when you put amuse bouches into it, and it gets really, it gets. Rock taught me what an amuse bouche right. was. <laughs> so, once you throw the amuse dishes in, you know these are rough numbers. Every number of courses I'm going to give you today is kind of a rough number. Uh, how uh, how long does it take to get reservations there? Is it a month, a year, I mean, what's yeah, the deal on that? It is, you know, I've been told, and they, they officially say you can only make reservations via email. Hmm. I have called and had people say you can make reservations. It's a, it's a very strange little place. Yep. I would just recommend call the Cosmo first. They may tell you it has to be done via email. Plan 30 days in advance okay. because it can take 30 days to get it. I think that's when they open up the reservation book there is 30 days in advance. I'm in. What's next? Um, next up, what do we have up next? We have Twist, Twist by Pierre Gagnier. This is generally was going to be my next most affordable restaurant, but this month they're going to also have what's the most expensive of what I'm going to do. But I'll explain that to you in a second. Pierre Gagnier, we have three Michelin chefs from Paris, Michelin three-star chefs from Paris that are operating here. In Las Actually, four, but the three big ones are um, Robichon, Guy Savoie, and Pierre Gagnier. These are the guys that are running the totally out of control places. Gagnier is the mad scientist among them. <laughs> he is the closest to that molecular astronomy that I was talking about uh, of any of these Paris guys. He, he's very, and his courses, when you have them, are often ones where, like his dessert course is five desserts served mm. simultaneously. Mm. They're all crazy. They're this kind of things I say where they do, a lot of what he does is wacky. It's stuff you would never, it's things in liquid form that should be in solid form. Right. I mean, he's just, Fun. you know, he's, he's nuts. You know, he'll, he'll make like potato ice creams and I mean, just, you know, off the wall stuff. Um, if you go there, normally the six course tasting menu, which like I said, could be as many as 18 courses when you average it all out. And normally it goes for $189. Sorry, I've got my notes down here because these person. numbers change. $189 a person. And the wine pairings that are offered right now are 106 or $161 a person. Mm. Um, 
so that's still relatively affordable for these feasts. I'm actually going there on Monday, and, my, and when I made the reservation, they said, oh, can we do a, a tasting menu for you? And when I asked my guest if she was up for that, she said, as long as it doesn't take more than three hours, because right. you know that's what you worry about. But here in Las Vegas... Are you going to invite... So I didn't get invited to that. Oh, I'm your second yeah. player here. But, uh -huh. uh, the, the, yeah, second cousin, twice removed. But when I want to go to the fancy place... Uh, you don't, I couldn't you don't invite you because in addition to my guest who said that, John Curtis is also going to be there. And I know he caused you a lot of work by John saying who? bad words. Yeah. John so, who? So I can't I invite you and John. I can't invite you and John to the well, same you know, event. He, has, he gets to go to all these things free. I don't get to go to any of this stuff. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're paying. Mogul? What mogul? We're paying for this one. Oh, no, never mind. This is, didn't have John go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, you want to, um, if you want to break out the black card, man, but, you know. But, uh, I don't have a black card. Black uh, heart, black soul, not a black card. Here's the thing. At the end of this month, Pierre Gagnier, he comes to town about three or four times a year, I think, usually when the new menus are in season. He's going to be here at the end of the month, um, the 22nd through the 30th. Right. That, first of all, is just if you're a foodie, that's an amazing reason to go. But he's offering a Krug tasting menu oh. paired with Krug champagnes. It is, I just found out about this a few hours ago, $1,198 a person. But, you know, Krug champagne, well worth it. I mean, Krug is one of the best houses of champagne in the world. Right, sure. And you rarely see vintage Krug with a year written on it. Right. And if you're, anybody out there, if you see Krug, it's, it, they don't bother putting a year because Krug is much like a blended whiskey where they blend the different grapes to make it taste exactly the same every year. So they don't want you to worry about what year it is. Right. Most champagnes don't. Most wines, they're not like that. Yeah. That's Krug's goal. Once in a while, maybe every 15 or so years, 20, I don't know how many, they come across one grape in their vineyards that they use that they just say, this combination is so good, it's yep. not going to taste like the rest of Krug. We're going to bottle this. We're going to put it away. Almost impossible to find. Two restaurants that I'm mentioning have Krug tastings. Cool. And that is where you get these vintage Krugs, which are very, very hard to find. We're talking extravagant here. I mean, did, yeah. did you mention the, the style of restaurant it is? I'm not sure if I, if I caught that or not. No, I mean, the overall, the umbrella style of it. It's French. Okay. Um, again, he's, I said he was a Paris chef. It's French. It's got, again, that experimental quality, right. that, you know, that, that mad scientist quality that Gagnier is known for. Um, it is at the top of the Mandarin Oriental. And, you know, as we said when John and I were talking about the Mandarin Oriental, it is Feel the epitome. Fancy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is your Cinderella when you you're at the You've got to dress nice, I'm assuming. Suit, um, coat, at least. Probably. I always, you know, everybody in town now is business casual. Yeah. Uh, nobody needs a tie. In a place right. like this, I'd do my normal. I'd wear this T-shirt with a regular suit over it. Right. I saw a guy in there with kind of short sleeves, and I thought that was a little disrespectful. Right. But I don't know, the really hot hooker that he was with didn't seem to mind, and um, <laughs> neither did the management. Okay. So I guess he had money to throw around. Now, is, can you go in there? I mean, I know that we're talking extravagant, and I like that, I like that theme. But can I also go there uh, and get something a little less than $168 a person? Every place I'm mentioning has a cart menu. Okay. As, you know, a la carte from the cart, you know, but the, the French will just say I ordered the course, I know. from the cart. Um, so a cart, well, you, you know the phrase a la carte, I do know right? that, but yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, if somebody said, would you like the cart menu, I'd mm -hmm. go, uh, is that where I picked the steak? Because yeah. I've seen that happen. I know, that'll have the big beefy steak. Yeah, Every, everybody has, you know, you can order a la carte in all of these restaurants. Okay. You can get away for a lot less money. But I'm just talking about if yeah. you want all the bells and whistles. This place, by the way, it's very high up at Mandarin Oriental, which is right, you know, on the side of city center. Right. Gorgeous view. Yeah. Um, I have yet to be in that building. 
Really? I haven't gone in there yet. I don't know. I just oh. haven't had a chance to get in there. I got a great uh, uh, bar there. I forget what it's called. Beautiful bar. Oh, the yeah, the Mandarin Oriental Bar, bar I believe it's it called. Yeah. Twenty. They have you no know, proper tea. I've heard really great things about it, but I have yet to get in there. I need to get. In and also, Mozambique is in there, which is really good. There it is. But um, yeah, excellent, beautiful room. Just very modern. Glass, blown glass hanging from the ceilings. Just. Incredible place. You will have the time of your life. Can I uh, get there through open table? Actually, I can. I didn't think yeah. they'd let me. <laughs> look at that. They'll how, let long you. Do, how long do you think to take to get a reservation there? Most places here in Las Vegas, you can get a reservation on very short notice. Oh, good. Um, Las Vegas is not a town like New York where you have right. to, because people are coming in, they're getting out, you know what I mean? And they're not necessarily always thinking that far ahead. There's usually a lot of tables set aside for high rollers, so yeah. even if you want to do walk-in, if the high rollers haven't walked in that night, you can call on a few hours. What's notice. a high roller at Mandarin Oriental? They don't have any gambling there. No, that's true, but they still, I'm sure, have deals they with... Have something going they on. have deals they going on with all the concierges here in town. All right, what's next, baby? Okay, next up, um, Bar Masa is well-known. It has a sister restaurant in Aria called Shabu. Shabu... This is great. It starts at $300 a head, but you have to cook your own food. <laughs> so that seems unreasonable. <laughs> 300 bucks a head. We're really getting up there. And okay. you're cooking your own food. So, um, is there going to be somebody helping me? The, yeah. The, the beautiful thing, Bar Masa has the most exquisite sushi in the United States. Oh. It's flown in from the, the um, Bay of Tokyo every day, 16 hours out of the water. It's on your plate here in Las Vegas. Uh, absolutely. The chef, Masa um, Takayama, who runs the place, he is an expert in the, sea, or the Bay of Tokyo. He knows which rare fish are running each time of year. He has his fishermen there getting them. That's Bar Masa. Now, Shabu Shabu is another... It, Shabu is the name of the room. It specializes in a style of food called Shabu Shabu, which is, means swish swish in Japanese. Um, you, basically, you take raw meats and you swish them in a broth. And mm. you can go to very inexpensive shabu-shabu places here but in is Vegas. But that, is that similar to, um, well, you know, a melting pot has that kind yeah, of Yeah, fondue. Yeah, it's a Japanese fondue. Okay. And there are a lot of... Yeah. I love those. Right, so this is the Japanese version. They just, they're the first gourmet, super gourmet restaurant in America to ever do that. They combine mm. their sushi and their other dishes, their other Japanese dishes, with this cook-your-own shabu-shabu. It's a style of cooking known in Japan as amakase. Oh which basically means I'm in your hands or something like that that you're saying to the chef. You tell him how much you want to spend, and he puts together a menu for you. No kidding. You can do that at any sushi restaurant. You can say amakase. They'll know what you're talking about. But here, their amakase starts at $300. You, you could say amakase 300 You could say amakase I'll spend a thousand ahead. So what if I said a makase a buck and a quarter? <laughs> they, you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't be in that room. Yeah, you get would out not you be in that room. Bastard. But they, the, the beauty is the chefs here, and I'm not that close with the, the current local chef, but I knew his predecessor. These guys take unbelievably intricate notes while you're there. They have the staff watching. So if you go with a party of four, yeah, they send you all out the same first course. And you're digging it, and you see, then they're watching to see who eats it quicker, who eats it slower, right. who likes one thing, who likes another thing, and it's all going back to the chef. And as the meal progresses, they start tailoring the meal to what they see that you're eating. No kidding. And so by the end, you may all have your twelfth course may be different for everyone. Really? Or it may may well be the same. It depends wow. what they're what they're witnessing, and they of course keep all of this on the computer. So next time you go back. 
they generally try not to serve you the same thing twice unless you request it or unless they saw that you really loved something right. and then they'll ask you if you'd like to have it again. Right. I mean, that's the level of service and the level of food there. So what, can you give me an example of some of those kind of, are you, have you eaten there? I had a little tasting in the main room where they allowed me to go in there for two courses, right. but I didn't do the whole amakase. Do you, do you have there. a sense for the different kinds of food that I'd be presented with or that are an option to me? I mean, you'll have the, pretty much the fish. same as a typical, yeah, you'll have fish dishes, you'll have uh, beef dishes, you'll probably have some, um, some skewered meats, right. you will definitely have a sushi course or two, and then you will have a couple of, you know, this, the shabu shabu courses. And every, oh, so not everything's dipped in the broth No, no, stuff. no, but that's the main, most okay. of it will be that, but there will be other things from the main restaurant that they bring in. All right, so I'm doing the dippy dippy stuff, right? Mm -hmm. How about the other things that aren't dippy dippy? Is that still done at the table, or are they, are they No, they, they, they'll come back from the kitchen. Okay. And, you know, there's where I've gotten, you know, some of the most amazing things, like, I, even though I didn't eat there, it's, this chef there, used to preserve abalone liver. Like it was something you'd never get. And he'd only keep it for people that were dining in that dining room and me because because I couldn't <laughs> afford you that like dining room. Abalone liver. It's it's a, about this big. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> it's a little bit. But yeah. It's an acquired taste, but it's really, really good. But yeah, this is so if you want Japanese, if you don't want to do the French thing we're talking about right. or extravagance, right. this is the way to go. Now you said this is connected to what was the other restaurant? To Barmasa. Okay. So how do I get to Shabu? Versus? It's just a little side room. You just have to make sure you make the reservation oh, for Shabu. Yeah. Okay. And 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 uh, again, I can get in there pretty quickly. You're thinking? Yeah, absolutely. It's I've never seen it sold out. Are they and at 300 bucks a pop to start? With, is that on their menu or do you? No. Just, when you, you call, just walk in and go, I know what it's going to be when like. When you call and you make your reservation, and then when you go in, you know those, you kind of just talk to your waiter and you say. Yeah, we want to do the makase, about $300 a head. And, you know, that's not that unusual. I mean, I, I will walk into restaurants in L.A. and even some here and just say, I want to do an makase. Could you do it at $60 a head? Can you do it at $70 a mm. head? And most chefs are thrilled to do that if you do. Some places have set numbers, like at, um, at Nobu or off the strip at Sen of Japan, which is much, much less expensive than yeah, Nobu. Right. They have a certain number, like they have a $60 amakase and an $80 amakase. So, so we've been getting progressively more and more expensive. And it's okay if it's worth it. So do you think $300 a head is worth it based upon you know, the quality of both service and, and the content? Of Absolutely. The and you know, to eat some, just some of the best food around with exquisite service with a chef that's paying that close attention. Right to what you're eating and catering your meal directly to you. Right. You know? Plus, it's only once a year-ish or once yeah. or whatever. I'm saying once a lifetime Maybe. some of these places right. are. Okay, what's next? Um, we're going to move to Restaurant Guy Savoie, where ah, our friend Franck Savoie used to work. And it's a gr an incredible restaurant. The, again, you can do a la carte. You can order from the cart menu. But the highest that they do generally in the main dining room is their 11-course prestige menu. Oh. And again, keep in mind, when I say 11 courses, that doesn't include a couple of mousse-bouche mousse courses, a couple of dessert mousses, um, a dessert cart that comes around at the end. After right. your two main desserts, they bring a cart of 30 desserts, and you just point at things As they after should. your plated desserts. Interesting. So their average check price here on the website says $250 a person. Yeah, the 11-course um, prestige menu is 298 right now. There you go. As I checked, and they, those things change. I couldn't find out what their wine pairings are going for right now. They go up and down depending on the sommelier. But here's the way to really enjoy this place. Okay. 
They have a room called... Intimate place, too. It's not very large. No, not very large. Very modern, though. Yeah. It doesn't... Yeah. And, and you feel like you could go there on a business dinner. You yep. feel like you could go there romantically, sure. or you could go there with friends. It's, they got a good view of the strip as well. I mean, they got that one, I don't know, a bar or loungy outside. Yeah, they have thing. an outside patio, patio. thing. That's and that kind of overlooks the absinthe tent. But then yeah. right behind oh, the oh, absinthe... Oh, they, they moved that. Yeah, yeah. But right behind the absinthe tent is the Eiffel Tower. Right, perfect. And so... And if you go to Guisevois in Paris, there is no view of the Eiffel Tower from the real so Guisevois. <laughs> so you come here you for the a, view. You want a, a view. I like that. That's cool. The prestige menu is amazing. Also, another great way, and this is usually if you're getting the prestige menu, if you really want an extravagant meal, ask to sit in the kitchen. You're, they don't oh. do it for everyone. They, they won't do it for everyone. You have to be very nice. It's, you don't have to be famous or know people. Right. You just have to be very nice when you call and ask for your reservation. They don't want it open every night. Right. They'll do it to explain their special occasion. I was, they have a beautiful dining room inside the kitchen. So I've been there. Yeah. I actually saw that during the book opening, or the, uh, the book announcement for your last one. And, and Frank and Lee brought me back there. Right. He was back there, and uh, we thought it was fascinating. To be back there, you know, a little glass thing, nice, you could see everything. I just thought that'd be a really fun place to dine at what's clearly a pretty fancy restaurant. When Frank was there, he had a policy that he would not put parties of two back there. Mm. Because at one point, the couple got in a fight, and his chefs were distracted by the couple's argument and fight. <laughs> and they weren't cooking at their best because they were watching the couple and trying to see if they were going to break up. Always somebody saying, you should have brought me <laughs> to that. I, I don't know, but I don't know if there's still a policy. Again, um, Alan is the manager over there. He's going to be mad as hell that I gave out his name, but ask for Alan and be very, very nice. Then there's an even higher thing that you could do over there, and that is the Krug room. Once again, we're talking about Krug champagne. Yeah, you can pull Krug, up the menu. Menu yeah, pull up the Krug menu. Okay. This is, um, this is a beautiful room, a side room in the back, and... It is, they do, again, a pairing. How many courses is that? Seven courses One, on the Krug two, menu. Four, six? Four, six I, I thought five, it was seven. seven. Yeah, seven, seven menus, sorry. seven courses on the Krug menu. These are all classics from the Guy menu, and they're all, again, paired with Krugs. You'll see there are vintage Krugs yep. on there, yep. which you rarely see. The room is beautiful. I don't know what the minimum is. I think it's six, and I think it could be six to 18 people, something like that, back in that room. But it's a gorgeous room. If you're in Guy Savoie and you want to see something cool, ask to see the Krug Room because they have what I believe is the world's most expensive picnic basket. No kidding. I think, and this is something you need two Sherpas to carry, you know what I mean? And you open it up and there is, you know, there's a truffle shaver made of sterling silver in there. And I can't remember how much this picnic basket costs, but they only made like 20 of them. And I think it sells for, I'm guessing, like $20,000 for this picnic basket. Of course, it's, it's packed with Krug champagne right. and just, it's just ridiculous. How about the, the ambiance, the vibe? The, I mean, does it feel like you have to kind of behave? Or can you be a little... Well, if you're in the, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, my, my favorite... You mean in the Krug Room or in Guy Savoy as a whole? No, 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 I mean in whole? Uh, as a whole. Um, any of the, actually, any of these restaurants, but, you know, because I told you before, when Franck came in and said French restaurants aren't meant to be intimidating, I thought, eh, 
in the beginning, before that, I thought, well, you got to kind of behave. And, well, and generally, you don't want to act an ass. Well, you know I, what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't, don't want to be a bachelor party we full were, of drunks. I was at a place, uh, Stack, have you been there? Yeah. With some yeah. friends. Well, yeah, you can act an ass there. Well, That's well a good... we did, and we got kicked out. Well, I really? Didn't. Well, a gal stood up on the chair, was like screaming. Who really? Was. Yeah, and, and they asked her to sit down. And that's a light group place, so you would think they're used to yeah, that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fascinating, God bless the English. Well, my favorite story, well, I'll cheers to that. But cheers my, to the English. My favorite story is about Franck himself behaving like that, along with Michel Richard <laughs> in Guy Savoie. And I'll get to that after I God bless the English. God bless the English, baby. We're up there with Franck and um, John Curtis and Lee and um, Alain, the, the manager, and all these people hanging out because the first white truffle of the season had come in. Yeah. We all wanted to try the first white truffle. Absolutely. Yes, this is what my life is about. <laughs> and Michel Richard, very famous chef, world-renowned um, Michelin-starred chef, comes up because he was opening his new restaurant downstairs in Caesars. He came up. We were all sitting in the bar. Michel has a great voice, so he started singing a little bit. Well, Curtis, who'd had a few glasses of wine, decided to egg him on. And, so, and he can't possibly be a good singer. No. But eventually, John pulled up the French national anthem on, <laughs> and started playing it and started getting, and got Franck, Michelle, and Curtis all singing at the top of their lungs in Guy Savoie, while the manager is staring at them, looking at them like, I've got customers in the other room. Right. And I was like, this story could go one of two ways. <laughs> if, you're, if you're the customer in the other room, you're either saying, this is the worst experience I ever had because right. there are a bunch of drunk asses in the next right. room, or if someone tells you it was Franck Savoie and Michel Richard, you were saying, what? oh, my God, this How is cool the greatest is experience. These people interrupted my awesome, meal. Awesome. So, All right, so we're, so we're back to, uh, to Guy here. So, yeah, the, the Krug menu is the, the top of the line there, $750 a head with alcohol, the, with Krug alcohol. Oh, well, then, okay. That's not quite up to the $1,200 for what? the Krug tasting. I, we already said it, twist oh, that's right. at the end of the month, $1,200 a head. Good God. All right, what's next, brother? Finally, Robichon, Joel Robichon. And this used to be called Robichon at the Mansion, because this place is designed like a mansion. I've I, been to the mansion. You've been to... I actually performed no, at the mansion. This was not... See, that's what got people confused. People thought it was saying it was in the mansion at MGM, and it's not. Oh, they oh, called oh, it Joel oh, Robichon oh. at the mansion because it, cause it look at that view. that you know It looks like you're in a mansion when you're right. sitting there. Right. Um, so they changed the name. It's now just called Joel Robichon. Okay. This place is the most exquisite restaurant for, for decor... You just feel, I've used the word exquisite a lot. I don't know, this topic. It's like, fascinating seeing yeah. that come from you. I know. Well, I it's, love that. The decor here, you really feel like you're in a salon at the Palace of Versailles. I've never been to France, wow. but if I were to imagine what Versailles was like, that's what this joint is like. Right. Again, you, you can go as few as two courses. There you go. There's the picture again. I mean, you could go as few as two courses here. I bet you Prince would like that place. Yeah, it's very purple. Very purple. Um, but if you really want to do it, you do the 16-course degustation menu. Well, what's degustation? Degustation. We come on, you forgot all, everything Franck and I taught you. It's, it's the French that. word for a tasting menu. Oh, okay. okay. It's just simply it's amakase in Japanese, degustation in French. Okay. I mean, or tasting menu in most other languages. Okay. Um, so the 16-course degustation menu, 475. Again, I have to keep looking at the current price because they change the prices so often. $475 a person. You can add a wine pairing for between, or two, two wine pairings, a regular wine pairing or a super premium wine pairing. Um, $295 or $595 a person for the wine pairing. Okay. So, but again, $475 a head with a, no alcohol, no tax, no tip. Style of food? 
French. Everything's French. It is. Well, these Why are, is that? No, Why wait. I gave so I gave you Spanish avant-garde, no, no, and I no. gave you a Japanese. But the majority, sixty percent, French. Who does? Who eats better than anyone else in the world? Any, any, I mean, really? What do you want? A hot dogs and Have hamburger and take a station you know, menu? I tell you what, I had a uh, fish fillet today, <laughs> and, and it was off the dial a little bit. I'm telling you, it was pretty good. Could have used a bit more tartar sauce. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, the French know how to do this. They've yeah. been eating for centuries, and they've yeah. been eating like kings for Down centuries. Far. You know. Okay. I mean, I know some other great places, but they're not going to give you these kind of experiences. And yeah, I mean, to me, what, what percentage of folks actually? Do these menus? Do you have any insight into that? I mean, these are you know pretty expensive stuff. How many folks actually come in and go, okay, I'm going all, I'm doing the big guy. I think, uh, if I were to guess, and I you know I'd love to give Frank a call if sure. we could right now, but sure. if I were to guess, I'd say probably around half because mm. I think a lot of people only no go kidding. into these restaurants for the special occasions. Yeah. Okay. And if they're not doing the um, the prestige at Guy, there's kind of a mini prestige called the elegance menu there and you know if they're not doing the 16 course degustation they still do an eight course menu at Robichon you know I don't think a lot of people do the do the a la carte and how long am I going to be there at uh, uh, for this last one for uh, Jean Robichon I would guess that at Robichon you I've never done the 16 courses at Robichon I've, you've eaten there before though right I've done six courses okay which is pretty because again on top of these 16 courses again you've got the bread cart you've got the cheese cart you've how got you the get out of there after this, I mean, are you just, I mean, seriously, 16 courses sounds like a lot of courses. Do you well, come out of there just like in a wheelbarrow? I mean, do you, are you like, the, what? The first time I ate at Guy, and they were doing a special menu for us, but the people next to us were having the regular prestige. We were having our prestige menu. And it was back when they were still doing four hours, four and a half hours. And yeah, you you kind of hit a wall. Like you feel like you start to sweat. Like you're an athlete. Like your body, your internal organs are like working as if they're running a marathon, trying to digest it. Liver's going. And yeah, and we're not. My wow. wife and I weren't even smokers at the time. But like we got up after course like five, and the guys next to us got up with us, and we went outside and had a cigarette. <laughs> it's just like let's just give us time to have a smoke, you know. Actually, when I did awesome. like when I did a twenty-two course or something at Alenia in Chicago, we actually asked the waiter for um, for a smoke so we could take a break, and he like brought it over all wrapped up nicely, right. exactly. like elegantly, and served it to us on a plate, and we went outside. And it took is a smoke. now seriously. So let's say I am. I've decided I'm going to surprise the wife, mm -hmm. and we're going to do one of these five places. Um, uh, from a uh, intimidation standpoint, I mean. Most people are, are familiar with the three-course, four-course, five-course thing. Mm -hmm. Sixteen courses, do you start feeling like, or can you feel like, or how do I not feel you know, intimidated by this constant stream of what's, you know, very high-end, fancy stuff? Well, I mean, you've got to keep in mind, they want everybody there. You know, as Frank said, everybody's welcome in these, these restaurants. Okay, here's what you need to think when you think Joel Robichon. Because everyone's intimidated by him. And I know, I hate to say something that makes me sound like I'm trying to act cool, but Robichon loves my hair. He runs over and puts his arm around me because I, he likes the way I look, takes Facebook pictures. If the guy likes to be pic photographed with me, I've seen his you're hair. not... I yeah. see his hair. I, I, I can see why he likes your <laughs> hair. <laughs> but, but if... Um, yeah. But I mean, like, all I'm simply going to say, as I always tell people, if I can eat there... Anybody can eat there. I mean, you know, I'm the weirdest freak on the planet, and they like me, so they're going to like you. You just got to kind of be comfortable in your own skin, though. I mean, I, I, would, I would argue that, because if you're not, if you don't go in there recognizing, 
these guys want to want me to have a good time. Right. They're not trying to intimidate me because they're. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been. I've been in restaurants where they were a little jerkish. You know, those are usually the you know second. About, those are the second tier fine dining restaurants. Those aren't the really fine ones. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about, but, right? We're coming. We're a little bit, you know, a little, you know, little nose in the area. The only like, time like, I get that on. is at a place. I ne I've never gotten that, even when they don't know who I am. And I've eaten at some of the finest restaurants in the world where they have no idea right. that I write about food. I never get that at the great restaurants. Mm. Never, they, hospitality, you know, um, Guy Savoie once said to me, and I don't want to misquote him, so I'll just paraphrase him, sure. but he said, you know, when you come into a restaurant, all your cares should go away, and we should just take care of everything and make you happy. Right. Doesn't matter if you're here for a half hour or four and a half hours, anything you want, we are here to provide you, and we want you to be comfortable. And that is how the fine chefs of the world feel. And that is, and guys who make their money being servers in those restaurants, they feel that way as well. Now, it's the idiots that are halfway up that ladder no, no. that haven't quite made the jump to the super fine dining yep. that need to feel good about themselves by putting somebody else down. Right. You know, guys at Robichon don't need to put you down to feel good about themselves. They already feel pretty damn good about Do themselves. Do you feel that the, uh, the, the wait staff are there? That's their profession. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, instead of and the guy probably, who wants to be the actor, but these oh, people are like, I'm in. No, there is no, the, no, those people want to do yeah. what they're doing. That's fun, it, too. Yeah, and it's because they have to be experts. Everyone on the wait staff at these restaurants could be a sommelier. Yeah. It couldn't be a master somme. That's why they have a master sommelier being a sommelier. Right. But any one of these guys is qualified to be at a sommelier. Just the general waiter, even the busboys are probably qualified to be right. sommeliers. Um, everybody knows the food. I've been at the meetings, not at this level restaurant, but at Michael Mina restaurants. I did an article where I hung out for a month while they designed the menu. And I'm there when they, 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 they bring the staff in and they say to the staff, um, you know, look, Here's all the food to taste. Here's what we recommend the wine. Right. And these guys are really experts, and they want to know what they can recommend to their customers. I mean, they care right. about what they do for a living. Also, because their customers are going to know. Absolutely. They're not the guy like me who's going in and go, I'll take the amuse bashash. I mean, we don't know any better. But they don't People care. Like you but if go you do there, that, you they know. don't mind. They, but, they really don't. But the folks who do know, they're going to, there's a, look, there's a level, of, there's got to be a, an expectation of service. If I do know, if I am the Al or the John or the, or the Max, who, who may not be a writer, but gets it. Right. You're going to go in there, and if you're going to pay that kind of money, you expect that level of service. So those cats got to be on there, on point. And to be honest, I mean, even before I was a writer, and when I'm not there as a writer, I love to get into conversations about food yeah. with these guys. So I'll ask them, or I would even before I was a writer, ask them, oh, where do you source your tomatoes? Oh, I heard that those weren't that good this year. And these guys know, they know the ingredients, they right. know this stuff. The waiters know it, the ser all the servers know it, because they care about food. That's why they're in that business. Cool. And they're very cool people. One last piece of advice, because I know we're running on yep. time. Yep. If you do go to Robichon, again, even if it's not for the 16 course, but you still want to be extravagant, be aware, free limousine service to and from dinner, no matter how much you're spending on dinner even if you do the two-course mm. menu. It's not advertised, but they still offer it, so definitely let them know that you want the free limo service. That was an awesome little bit of, of, of advice there. I, I know a few things. Well played. Thank you. So um, you're too busy for me next week. I'm going to be taking a week off. We're going to take a week off. We're, uh, we're uh, helping uh, some people launch a show on a uh, TV thing. So we're going to spend some time working on that tomorrow, or uh, next Thursday. So we're going to give you some time off. Okay. Go ahead and go to Joel Rubichon. I will. Uh, and, you know, I'll be at um, 
Twist by Pierre Gagnier before that, so maybe I'll bring you some pictures and let you see that. Or maybe you could bring me a, a doggy a bag. A doggy bag? Yeah. Help a brother out, man. I mean, we're working hard here. I, I know you are, man. Bring like I something. said, this one's not a comp meal. Um, bring you know. well, Absolutely. Two weeks from today, I will be back. Yes. And I already have this guest booked in. This is somebody I trust who will show up. <laughs> Old friend of the show, one of our very first guests, Gino Bernardo yes. from Nove Italiana. Yes, yes. He and I were hanging out at the Saturday Night Truck Stop on Saturday. Saturday. He yep. said he wants to come back. We're doing pasta. Oh, is he going to bring pasta? He's going to bring some of the tools he uses to make pasta. Can you bring a little something too? Because I'm hungry. He I'm may. on this diet. It's he said me. he'd do a cooking demo, but we don't exactly have a kitchen here. All right. I got, we got a big lighter. If you want to get it, if you want to put a kitchen in here, Quite we could do a lot of um, demos here. You just call me fat. Anyway, Gino Bernardo, great chef at Nove Italiano. He'll be back. I'm going to be over at the back of the house brawl again this weekend. I think. Saturday. After on Saturday, yeah, at um, I, I judged Tommy it, Rockers. At Tommy Rockers, right. I judged it this past weekend. This week is going to be the first um, sommelier edition. How of can it. you get me to be a judge there? Um, Jolene, get him to be a judge. Uh, we'll we'll ask. Would be a very good judge. Uh, he, they, Jolene would have you. I'm not Jolene sure. Jolene is good. She's. I thought she was done with the whole truck stuff. She's running this truck stop. She doesn't have her own truck okay. anymore. But she's put together greatest thing. You check out my website. It's become the greatest hangout for. Fine dining chefs yeah. after they get off work, and I think Joe and I both had a few too many this past weekend because we can't. Neither one of us can remember if I'm a judge this coming weekend, but I may be. <laughs> so um, come on out and check that out. In the meantime, buy my book, Eating Las Vegas: The 50 Essential Restaurants. All of these um, restaurants were in that book, of course, in the top 10. Oh, thank God! Wouldn't that have sucked if you're, you, one of these guys are like, eh, they don't make the top 10. It was, it was hard coming up with this list, man. It really was. I feel bad. Also, my apologies to Picasso, because that is another super oh, yeah. extravagant restaurant, and you get to sit under real Picasso, Picasso. paintings. You know, so. We're also going to talk at some point later on about uh, uh, great deals here as well. Oh, we, right? so many great deals. We're going to do that, too. Yeah, yeah. If, you were, if you don't have $1,200 a head plus tax and tip to um, dine out, I've got a place where you can dine out. I've got great restaurants where you don't even need 12 bucks a head. Perfect. So we're going to get to that soon, man. Good. All right, Very man. soon. We'll see you guys soon. Cheers. Later.